0: So we're coming to the end. I'm going to um, summarise some of the things we've been saying and hopefully answer the question, what is greatness then? What really is that? See, the, Bible, the disciples, they didn't want to clap and cheer the other disciples. That's not what they wanted to do, right? Right. They were. They wanted to be in the limelight. And it's not surprising, in a way, because Jesus was at the peak of his ministry. Jesus was a celebrity. Every bit as famous as Nelson Mandela, or Ronaldo, or Wilberforce, or any of those people. More famous. Everybody wanted to be with Jesus at that time. See, Jesus, uh, as we read in this chapter, has just done some amazing things. He's fed 5,000 people with a small boy's lunch. He's done this thing, he's experienced this thing we call transfiguration, where he went onto a mountaintop and actually God and he spoke together and he's healed people. Everybody wanted to be with Jesus, everybody wanted to be there And seen with him. All the disciples wanted to be there. They all wanted to be the one who was holding Jesus' coat when he healed people. They all wanted to be the one who could say to people, the crowds, you can't see Jesus today, but you can see him in 10 minutes. You have to come back tomorrow and I'm not sure about you because I will tell you when you can see Jesus because I know Jesus and you don't. I'm really quite important. They all wanted to be that person. They all wanted to be Jesus' PA. They all wanted to be the one that Jesus sat next to at mealtime. And Jesus could have actually said, you guys are fools. I've been with you all this time. Have you learnt nothing? He could have given them a right telling off, couldn't he? Perhaps he should have done. But actually Jesus uses that occasion to teach them something important about Greatness. He doesn't give them a good telling off, but he he, he does tell them something. So, what have we looked at today? We've looked at, in, in God's kingdom, sometimes things are the other way around to what we expect them to be. And God says, well, the person you think is the least important, I might think they're the most important. And the things that the world is telling you to do, get the best job with the biggest office and the biggest car... I'm actually not interested in those as much as I'm interested in what's going on in your heart. Things are the other way around in God's kingdom. As we saw in the bike race, the last can be first. Our ideas of greatness can get messed up. There are great people who've done great things, and Jonathan went through some of them, but we don't have to do those things. Instead, as we saw it with Jamie, God's interested in what's, in what's in your heart. Are you willing to be used in any way that god wants to or have you got conditions around that actually i want to be used but it has to be in this place like this with what i've got at the moment god's not interested in the big who's got the big role and just to pause for a second to say that you know we sometimes we can be too humble as well if god is calling you to something to volunteer for something then stand up and be counted for that this isn't saying God doesn't want to use us. God will always use someone else other than you. God will use us, but in his way. But I want to end today by asking another question. right? And the question is, and I think it's really important, is what did Jesus not say in that conversation? What did he not say? Because I think that's as important as what he did say. You see, that day when the disciples walked along that dusty road, on their way back to Capernaum, there actually was somebody there who was great. And when they met in their house in Capernaum, and had that conversation, there actually was somebody there in that conversation who was truly great, who was really great. And Jesus could have said, guys, if you want to see great greatness, look at me. This is greatness. And he wouldn't have been showing off He would have just been telling the truth, because God is great, and Jesus is God, so Jesus, he would have just been telling the truth, but he didn't say that, which I think is really interesting. This is God's greatness. God doesn't have to keep telling us how great he is. This is our God. Listen to this greatness of Jesus, and what this greatness has actually meant. See, Jesus had the power to make blind people see, to make lame people walk, to make deaf people hear. And yet, he made time for children to sit on his lap. This is God's greatness. This is our God. Jesus had the power to raise the dead, to bring a dead man back to life. And yet, he was not afraid to cry when one of his friends died. This is God's greatness. This is our God. Jesus was able to calm a storm at sea. And everybody was terrified. The disciples said, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The wind and the waves obey him. And yet, he thought about people's everyday needs. When he'd finished teaching that day, 5,000 people, he said, You guys must be really hungry. Let's see what we can do. This is God's greatness. This is our God. He has power over the whole of creation. He created the universe from nothing. He flung the stars into space as we sang in that action song of the <coughs> stars at the beginning. And yet, he was able to, he wasn't afraid to wash the dirty, stinking feet of his friends, <coughs> even the one who would betray him. This is God's greatness. This is our God. See, true greatness in God's kingdom is being great at doing the menial tasks, being great at encouraging people, being great at doing good deeds, being great at wanting to know God. I think this is greatness. In a few minutes, we're going to sing that song, The Servant King, This Is Our God. But let's just pray before that. Let's pray together. A very long time ago, before Jesus, there was a man called Jeremiah who spoke these words in the Bible. He said, don't let the wise brag about their wisdom. Don't let heroes brag about their adventures. Don't let the rich brag about their riches. If you brag, brag about this, only this, that you understand me and know me. Father God, forgive us of the times that we have been full of ourselves and for the times we have put other people down, knowingly or unknowingly, because we thought we were better than them. Help us to have a right view of ourselves, that we are precious in your sight, but not thinking we're somehow better than others. Thank you, Father, that in Jesus, we can lead full and complete lives, doing things well, but not showing off, getting good marks, being good at our jobs, but not thinking we're somehow superior to others. Thank you, Lord, that you love everyone here today, not because we're smart or good-looking or successful. You love us anyway. Help us to seek to do things well, but not to rely on them for our self-image. Help us to work hard at school, in our jobs, but never to forget that you, you love us however well or badly we do. Thank you for the image of greatness that Jesus brought us, doing all things really well, but doing them in a humble way, always having time to help others, always having time to listen. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.